Susan Sarandon comes out as bisexual, and this is something we can learn from. Kamala Harris is an idiot, and some horrid crimes in Memphis, Tennessee, puts a spotlight on crime. And I think I want to talk about how we stop it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Now, you may have noticed that I actually didn't do any podcasts last week. I, I needed a week off. I was going through some stuff and I just needed some time off and I took it and it was it's it was a rough week to take off because last week was obviously not a great week for the world um some that sad things happened um and then we had a mem a mem- remembrance of 9/11 this week which was terrible so let's let's talk about that first uh first off Queen Elizabeth the second, I'm sure you've heard this, uh, passed away. She was 96 years old. Very quick illness. She passed peacefully. Um, she's going to be buried on the 19th. And one of the things I've been watching with the news when it comes is is just the absolute distaste the media has for Queen Elizabeth and the monarchy and England in general. And one of the things we've learned by watching the left-wing media talk is that they just hate Western civilization. I, they, that's what it comes down to. They hate, yes, England did some bad things. Great Britain did some bad things when they colonized. They also did some great things when they colonized. Yes, uh, they ended, they did, they did colonize in, in, in Africa and they worked with the slave trade. But they also ended the slave trade in Africa and actually went out to try and end black leaders from trading off their subjects and their prisoners into slavery. So they did that. India, yes, they were absolutely brutal when they colonized India. But when they left, they left them with one of the largest democracies in the country and a country that is technologically surpassing a lot of the countries in the world. So England England did a lot of good things too. And, and that's the whole thing. Every country, there is not one country in the world that has not had their issues. And you keep hearing, I mean, there was someone, Sonny Hostin of The View, who's a complete freaking moron. She said that the, the weight of the crown that Queen Elizabeth II wore was off the backs of slaves. Well, okay, but you can say that about everybody. You could say that about the Aztecs. They did the same thing. Aztecs were brutal, except the Aztecs were also sacrificing people by ripping their hearts out of their chests and eating them. So we're not exact. I do, before I hear Sonny Hostin talk about how England did this, England did that, or the United States did, because they do the same thing with the United States. We need to remember something that you can't point to one civilization out there. And in the case of, of, let's say, the indigenous people, because that's who they keep bringing up, they weren't very civilized. When you talk about the tribes of Africans in the Afri- in the African on the African continent, they weren't very civilized. They were doing the same thing. So I don't want to hear anymore about how everybody is enslaved. Everyone's terrible except Western civilization. A great book 
a great book. If I'll, I'll have to talk to you about this book a little bit later on. Actually, go over it. It's called The War of War on the West by Douglas Murray. I'll talk a little bit about it now. But this book discusses how the the West, Western civilization, that includes the United States, Israel, England, even countries like France, anything that makes up Western civilization, Greece is Western civilization. I think I said Israel. Any country that is held in a double standard, they're always bad, never good. I mean, Western civilization had slavery. And we're, point, we're pointed out to that. That's pointed out to us all the time. I mean, Africa still has slavery. Two million people are enslaved in Africa. Tens of millions are enslaved in Asia. When you look at the Middle East and you look at China, I think it's 18 million and that's a low count because we don't know how many people are actually enslaved in China. Everyone points out that we had slavery for a couple of hundred years and it was, it was terrible. We need to acknowledge it, right? We can't forget it. But I mean, that doesn't make up the entire civilization. We also invented the internet. We also invented driving cars. We also invented flight. We also made some of the greatest pieces of literature in history. Shakespeare, Byron. I mean, we did some pretty music, Beethoven. Classic, classical music. We did that too, and that stuff was good. But no, everything's got to be pointed out as bad. Western civilization is hated. They absolutely hate it. So, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, Charles is now King Charles III. We'll have to see how that's going to go. I, I don't know. He's kind of a, he's a kind of a lefty. Um, Queen Elizabeth was very Christian. Uh, she, she ruled as a Christian. Uh, King Charles, not so much. So we're going to, we're going to have to see how that works out. The other thing we had yesterday was uh, the celebration of 9-11 or the remembrance of 9-11. 21 years ago, terrorists went in, smashed planes into uh, the Twin Towers, smashed plane into the Pentagon, and then crashed one thanks to the brave people on that plane. They decided to go after the terrorists, smashed a plane in, I believe it's Gainesville, Pennsylvania. And we had, it was very nice. It was a very nice remembrance because it really looked like it was a um, a coming together of the country. It, 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 everybody talking, including a lot of lefties, actually thought, okay, this is a way of coming together. It, and it's too bad. One of the things that was pointed out and was pointed out by also Joe Biden, who didn't really make a great show of it. One thing that was pointed out by Joe Biden was that this unity that we have celebrating the remembrance of 9-11 shouldn't be something that is just today. It should be every day. And that was a very nice sentiment. And then he blew it because then he compared Trump voters to the 9-11 terrorists. I, it's just like, God, 
You make a great point, and then you just blow it again. You are seriously comparing the 9-11 terrorists to January 6th people? The people who were arrested in January 6th? You're still comparing terrorists to Trump voters? The guy just doesn't get it. He's just... He says something that could be considered unifying and then blows it by not being unifying at all. That's just how it works. So, I don't know. It was really nice watching uh, football and them celebrating it. It, it, was, it was very nice. Okay, so let's get to our news. Uh, so, Susan Sarandon has confirmed that she is bisexual. Now, that probably shouldn't be a real shock since she's a liberal active actress in Hollywood. Normally, now, you might be saying to yourself, why are you even bringing this up? I normally wouldn't bring this up because, honestly, I really don't care to each his own. Live and let live and all the other cliches that you can come up with. I, I, do, I think it's perverted. I think homosexuality is per perverted and I think bisexuality is perverted. I think transsexuality is perverted. But that's, that's not my problem. I don't get hit on by men. They, I, I, that's fine whatever, you do what you want, as long as you, you stay out of my life. This is the learning point we can make from here. Conservatives always don't care. Live and let live. Gay marriage. I was very much against gay marriage. And I wasn't against gay marriage because I don't think homosexuals should get married. I think it does denigrate straight marriage. I think it, between a man and a woman, I think that is marriage man and woman, two men can't get married because one of the reasons you get married, when you get married in a church, one of the things you promise is to have children and you can't have children. I also don't see a marriage between a man and man as actually a marriage. I see it as a civil union, which they always had before. That was one of the reasons like, well, why are you denigrating regular marriage? But the fact is when gay marriage was made legal, and I think it's completely unconstitutional, but I also think it should just leave it alone. Who cares? All right, well, I do, but not really. I don't. But the thing is, that's how conservatives are. Conservatives see something, and they don't just attack it. They're usually let live and live. And let, live. Let, let You can do whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Don't violate my rights. Don't ruin my quality of life. And you can do whatever you want. This is a problem with conservatism, by the way. This is a huge problem with conservatism. Because the left, the give a mouse a, a cookie principle, which I talked talk to you, where they take a little and then they want more later. The, which is also called the slippery slope argument. This is the problem. We have paid the price by not saying anything, by let, let, letting live, it, uh, live and let live. Our rights right now are being eroded. Our religions are being attacked. Our rights are being, our, our, the law of the land is being ignored. Our kids are being indoctrinated. There's crime, drugs, illegal aliens pouring over the border, BLM and Antifa riots constantly because they always want more. And by the way, that was one of the reasons why I was always against gay marriage. It's not because I, I didn't care if gays get married or not. It's because of the militancy. It was the give a mouse a, a cookie principle. And now we see it. 
with the indoctrination in the schools, the kids being trans out, transed out. I mean, there was a study that came out that sit, sat back and said that uh, 20% of kids are actually LGBTQ+. Of course, where they're, they're in California and New York and Washington, D.C. and Maryland, that's where they all are. You're not going to see a lot of transed out kids in Kentucky or in Alabama or in Texas or in the Dakotas. They're always in one area, right? What, what does that tell you? Kids are being indoctrinated and they actually begin to believe in that crap. Through all this crap, we were silent. We didn't want to rock the boat. And we've been looking weak. And the left has been kicking sand in our faces for the, that much longer. So right now, no, we have to stop doing that. We have to stop being silent. We have to sit back and say, no, I don't want you teaching gen crit critical gender theory in schools. I don't like that you people are grooming kids. A man cannot be a woman. A woman cannot be a man. As a matter of fact, the whole trans woman, trans man, there's no such thing. Because a man can't transition to a woman any more than I can grow wings. And when they ask why we care, this is something they always ask too. And they do this all the time. I, I watch, if you watch What is a Woman, they say this all the time. Why do you care? Well, because we care, because you guys basically put it in our face all the time. Your ideology is almost a religion. You're forcing our kids to do it. You're, you're forcing it in the workplace. Why do I care? Because it's everywhere. It's in our entertainment. It's in the commercials we watch. You're throwing it in our face. We don't agree with it. You are affecting our quality of life. I cannot watch a football game without hearing something about this crap. So I'm not going to stop talking about, hey, we need to stop normalizing perversion. So, you know, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to say right off the bat, okay, so Susan Sarandon, a 70-year-old woman has decided to come out as bisexual. You know why she's coming out as bisexual? She's a pervert. That's why. God, that felt good. I'm glad I said that. Okay, Kamala has taken up some time off. Uh, she was at MIA for the last couple of weeks, and I, I have no idea why. Um, I've got a, and she was on fire this weekend. I mean, she's just stupid thing after stupid thing. She went on Chuck Todd's show, and um, it was a disaster. The whole, I watched the whole thing. I only have one clip here because I think it's really a telling about uh, how the Biden administration is not going to do anything about the southern border. They have no desire to do it. They don't want to visit it. They want to ignore it. Okay. So, but this was one of the clips that I decided to throw out there. But listen to this. I, this broad, she's just incredible. So Chuck Todd, even Chuck Todd, who is about as left wing as you can get from MSNBC, on Meet the Press, didn't buy her BS. And you could tell. He even tried to save her a couple of times, I think. But listen to what she had to say about the border. And you're, you're right. You already know what she said. Basically, it's going to be a word salad for two minutes, and she's never going to answer the question. That's pretty much what happened. So here she is. Final topic here. Since uh, we're here in Texas, I want to ask you about the border. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do is the first request we make. Pass 
bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship for the millions of people who are here and are prepared to do what is legally required to gain citizenship. We don't have that in place because people are playing politics in a state like this and in Congress on, by the way, you want to talk about bipartisanship on an issue that at one time was a bipartisan issue, both in terms of Republican senators and, and even presidents. Okay. The border isn't secure. It is nowhere near secure. Chuck not Chuck Todd knows it. And I, I gotta I gotta tell you, so does Kamala Harris. Two million people crossing the border? Yeah. <laughs> that's not a secure border. That's an in, that's not even illegal immigration. That's an invasion. Alright? That is an invasion. When two million people cross that border and come into this country, and they are not good people. A lot of them are not good people. A lot of criminals. Last week, they, they picked up five rapists off the border. I mean, sexually people who sexually assaulted. That's who they picked up. And they sent them back. Now, as far as... Notice, she tried to conflate it. Well, this is a problem that started with... Uh, with Donald Trump, no. The last year of Donald Trump's presidency, only 36,000 people were caught at the border. The very next year, when Biden took over, over a million. I think it's 1.2 million. This year, you're looking at over 2 million coming through. So, no. Trump actually did fix the problem. And this is another thing. I do agree we need some sort of amnesty. Okay, I don't necessarily agree with citizenship. I don't agree that people who, who illegal, illegally came to this country should ever vote. It's a felony to illegally enter the United States. That's a reality. It is a felony to enter the United States illegally. I don't think they should be given citizenship. Now, maybe you normalize them. Maybe someday you get citizenship. But if you're caught illegally in this country, and I know this for a fact, if you're caught illegally in this country and you're, sent, you're deported, it's an automatic 20 years you can't come back. Automatic. And I know this because we've got family members who were illegal and got deported. So I don't want to hear about it. And before you can actually come up, but, but before you can come up with an amnesty program, there is a two-step process here. One, we did try this in the 80s where we tried to give amnesty without securing the border. And what did it end up happening? We had millions of people try and sneak over the border to become amnesty. That was done under Reagan. That was a conservative. She is right. This is a bipartisan issue. But you cannot just give amnesty without closing the border. Without making sure the border is secured. Because then people just flood over. We've already tried it. It didn't work. Of course, yeah, no one's buying this crap. Even Chuck Todd is like, uh, no, that's not a thing.
Sorry. Of course, then, you you got to have Kamala Harris saying something stupid. Um, here she is uh, talking about the work that needs to be done because they're not done doing the work. Yeah, something like that. Listen. Activities. Today, the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that has occurred since our last meeting across these areas. We will today also discuss the work yet ahead, the work we must still do to continue to move forward. So she's there to find out the work that's been done, the work that they have yet to do, and the work that they don't know that that work needs to be worked on. Is it me, or does she sound completely unprepared every time she speaks? And you can tell she's unprepared because she stops. I am here um, to... That's the only thing she doesn't do is use the un thing. I am here to figure out the work that's been done and do the... I mean, she sounds... I mean, completely unprepared. This is why she can't keep staffers. And she's mean. This is why she can't... And I tell you, she was on fire all freaking weekend. One stupid thing after the other. I mean, she's already talked... She was talking... I didn't include that. She was talking about ending the filibuster. She wanted to... We need to win the Senate so we can end the filibuster so we can do whatever we want. The Constitution be damned. Minority rights be damned. I want to end the filibuster. I want to pack the Supreme Court. I mean, she was on fire this weekend. She looks exactly like a tyrant. All right. That was fun. Okay, so, wow. I this I finally decided to talk about, because I don't talk a lot about crime, which is too bad because it, there is a real, real crime problem. Uh, over the last week, we had some absolutely horrific crimes in Memphis, Tennessee, and Canada. Okay, so in Canada, last week, 10 people were stabbed to death by a pair of brothers. The brothers were of indigenous descent. I think both of them are dead right now. One of them, I, they're not even sure how the first one died. They think he might have been stabbed by his brother. And I think the other one was caught and then killed himself the next day. Ten people running, these guys running around Canada stabbing just random people. It took them about four or five days to find the one brother, but he was dead. And then they found the other one. I think he ended up dead too. In Memphis, T Tennessee, a career criminal kidnapped a woman who was jogging, raped and murdered her, left her body behind an abandoned building, naked, was caught. Well, what gets, gets fun is this guy was actually charged with another rape about a year ago. By the way, he had just gotten out of prison serving a 20-year sentence for, get this, kidnapping. And he had served prison time for, get this, rape before when he was 14. 14 years old. We're going to get to why this is important stuff. Okay, there was another teen in Memphis who just went on a shooting spree because he wanted to. No particular reason, no particular motive. Killed four people, injured three, and then he live-streamed the shooting on Facebook 
as he just walked out, walked into places and started shooting. Now, of course, Facebook and, and Twitter removed all of those. I, I don't, I couldn't, I don't have them. I did see one of the shootings. He just walked into an auto repair store and just, just started yelling and then shot. And when he shot the people, he ran out laughing. Oh. And then there were two other teens. They were, they were both eventually arrested, live streaming in their car. And again, this is in Memphis. Now, understand something about Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee is a left-leaning city. It has a huge gang problem. It is a very, very dangerous city. It is not a safe city. But there are two teens driving around Memphis. And again, I can't find this one either because it was pulled off the internet. All social media has removed it. Where these guys were saying that they were going to go find white women and shoot them. One guy said he's going to find a grandmother and shoot her in front of her grandkids. Real quality guys. Well, now they're facing terrorist threats. You know what all these people had in common? This is true. They all had major criminal records. But none stayed in jail or prison. I mean, some of these guys should have been in prison. Again, one guy actually attempted murder and he got it dropped down to aggravated assault only spent uh had was was assigned to three years in prison and only served 11 months crime is getting out of control and the offenders are seeing that they there are no consequences anywhere so they just keep doing crime they're getting brazen about it they're talking about it they don't care now, believe it or not, this is not hard. The concept of fixing crime is not really hard. It is hard because you have to change institutions and things like that. And you have to change a bit of the culture. But it can be solved. So let's talk about this. First thing, do we have an over-incarceration problem? This is what the left keeps talking about. And actually, it's not just the left, it's the right too. Conservatives are talking about this. Uh, President Trump says we have an over uh, said we had an over-incarceration problem, and he was letting out drug smugglers and drug dealers because that's considered a nonviolent crime. Of course, if you're smuggling drugs and you're serving 20 years to life, maybe you should read. There was one gal who uh, Trump released. Uh, the reason she was serving 20 to life is not only did she have the drugs, she was carrying weaponry. Now, granted, she may have done this, but she knew what she was doing was illegal. She had no business carrying a gun. That's why she got the enhancements, is the gun. When you're carrying a gun while you're doing something illegal, you get an enhancement of a gun charge. I don't think she should have been released. We don't have an over-incarceration problem. We have an under-incarceration problem. We're not putting enough prisoners away. Here's the reality. And this is, this is a shocking statistic. Only about 0.5% of the population commits crime. 0.5%. The black community, because everyone talks about the black community, the too many blacks in prisons... The black community makes up about 14% of the population, and they are 24% in prison, okay? Um, the reality is 0.4% of the black population actually commits crime. It's very low. 
And that might have gone up in the last few years, but for the most part, very few black people commit crime. The recidivism rate is over 50%, which means it's the same people committing crimes. They never stop committing crimes. We need, the problem is criminals need to be put in prison when they commit crimes for the length of time that the law requires. You burglarize a house, you're looking at 10 years in prison, you need to serve 10 years in prison. And the reality is, even after you you get out of prison, there's a 50% chance you're going to commit a crime again. And then you should be taken back and put into prison. This is one of the reasons why um, I really enjoyed the three... I, I liked the three strikes law. I liked it. If you committed three felonies, you were given 20 to life. Why? You're a habitual felon. You're going to always commit crimes. You're never going to stop. So they gave you a three strike. Okay, increase it to five strikes. That's great. Except if I'm the one that gets nailed with the with felony, I'm the one who gets... Uh, uh, attacked on the fourth time this person's arrested that would suck but there's always we're always thinking about the criminals we're never thinking about the people they victimize and and if there's no consequences there's always going to be recidivism look at new york they just released again a woman who is a serial a shoplifter she had been arrested something like 120 times or something for shoplifting. I mean, you get to a point now, throw her ass in prison. Let her, let her rot in prison. And that's another thing that drives me crazy. You know, there's an over-incarceration problem. There are too many blacks in, in prisons, too many people of color. Actually, whites are still the majority in prisons. I, I'm sorry, it's true. Um, there, there are too many blacks or too many people of color. Okay. But are they in prison for a reason? Can you name somebody who doesn't belong in prison? That's my big question. Those are questions, by the way, never answered. There's so much injustice. So many people shouldn't be in prison. Well, why? Name one, please. This person, uh, transporting fentanyl or heroin or methamphetamine i mean he did break the law didn't he why shouldn't he be in prison and i got news to you i'm one of these people that does not believe drug drug trafficking is a is a peaceful crime even if we legalize marijuana today if you were trafficking in marijuana 20 years ago you should be spending as long as they tell you to stay in prison that's the other thing this is this is something that no one gets um, people can't get rehabilitated in prison. They're not meant to be rehabilitated in prison. That's not the goal of prison. Prison is about justice. You are there not to become a good member of society. You are there to be punished for a crime that you committed. If you can be rehabilitated, that's great. But prison is not about rehabilitation, and that is not the reason that they should be over there. I also believe this. I also believe this. I believe we need to bring back the death penalty. I mean, really bring it back. Now, 
I learned this back in a high school debate. I had to debate this in high school, so I had to look up why the death penalty seems to work in places like Singapore. It seems to work in Saudi Arabia. It seems to work in a lot of countries. It, it works in Russia. I hate using Russia as an example because Russia is such a terrible country, but it does work. Well, here's the reasons why it does not work in the United States. It needs to be done often, which means if you commit a, a crime that will never put you back into society, like murder, I want to be careful with rape because I'm not sure rape should be a death penalty case, even though I think it is a horrid crime. Because the idea is, with rape, if you put the death penalty on rapists, rapists will then just kill their victims. That's, that's the reason. But it has to be done often, which means you have to put people to death constantly. In California, there are a thousand people on death row when there was a death row. There's no death row anymore. You should be, you could put to death a person a day, every day for three years. You should do that. It needs to be done expeditiously after conviction. That's a big problem in this country because you get an automatic 10-year appeal. Most prisoners never see the death. Most. All but maybe 1% actually get put to death. Because it takes so long for, for them to go through the appeals process. And the big problem is people forget what the crimes are. People actually just forget. Who is this guy? Why? Most of the people, when I hear there was a, a death penalty case and the guy was put to death, I have to look up, well, who is he? I've never heard of him. I mean, I bet you I could give you 10 names. I can't. But I can give you 10 names in pri of prisoners who are on death row. And you would probably not know what they did. Even though their crimes are horrific. There are serial killers still in prison. in On death row in California. Guys who killed 30, 40 people are still in death row in California. And they've been you know, 70s, 80s is when they, they killed. And they've never been put to death. You can't do that. Okay, and finally, it needs to be done in public. You actually, I do not, we have a problem in this country where we've got to be hidden from violence. When the fact of the matter is, violence is the way of the world. They do this in Saudi Arabia. If you're going to be put to death, they do it in public. They do that in Singapore and Malaysia. If you're going to be put to death for murder, they do it in public. The other thing, um, the other thing that really drives me crazy, because this is again, this is what the leftists do: cruel and unusual punishment. It's it says it in the Constitution. Well, here's the problem with cruel and unusual punishment in the Constitution. It didn't mean that that um, they didn't think that hanging. And firing squads were cruel and unusual punishment. They didn't. They, in matter of fact, they put they pretty much put you to death real quick. There was no mandatory. I don't even think it's in the Constitution. There was no mandatory ten-year appeal process. You were convicted of murder. You were hung, or you were shot with a firing squad. It was done in public. And it was done right after you were, it was done a few days after you were convicted. Russia, they used to, Russia, they convicted a serial killer, Om, Om, I can never pronounce his name, but they convicted a serial killer, took him behind the courthouse and shot him in the back of the head. 
Russia does have very moderate amounts of crime. A lot of the crime is from need. And I don't like using Russia as an example there, but yeah. Okay. Um, I, one of the... Do you realize a lot of the, the places that have high crime, California has very high crime, Washington, D.C. has very high crime, New York has very high crime, but places like Illinois has extremely high crime, right? But not, uh, Maryland, very high crime. Notice that places like Florida, Texas, the Dakotas, Montana, Nevada, or Arizona, they don't have real high crime. How about open carry? Why don't we allow open carry? There's a reason those places don't have it. Not only in Florida. Do you have open carry? You can carry without a permit. I, st I think you can carry without a permit. You can carry without a permit. They encourage you. If you're attacked, you're victimized, shoot them. Save, save the court's money. I mean, they had a sheriff actually say that. They have a stand your ground law. That's fantastic. That's half the reason crime isn't high in those places. Not only do they arrest you in Montana and all that place, they'll throw you in jail, but you've got to worry about the victim carrying a gun. In Tennessee, they were t in, in Memphis, the gal who was, being, who was doing the news report in Tennessee actually made the comment, because the cops were looking, looking for this guy who was running around and shooting people, he went on a 24-hour spree, and they were looking for him. And the gal said, well, there's, there's a very good chance that, that the uh, perpetrator is just going to get shot by somebody carrying a gun. Because the guy couldn't shoot. To be honest with you, four people, uh, the, guy, the guy was a lousy shot. He did not know how to shoot. But they said, Tennessee is an open carry state. You don't even need a permit to carry a gun in Tennessee. You can carry a gun. And she said that. There's a very good chance he's just going to get shot by his next victim because it's an open carry state and these guys carry guns. Well, that's what we need to do. It's a bit wild west for me. I'm not thrilled with it, but I mean, it is something, hey, if you need to carry, if you need to be protected, carrying a gun is the way to protect yourself. And the police can only do so much. Finally, um, what we had talked earlier, uh, the left hates Western civilization. They hate our systems. They hate our culture. Um, they hate how our, the base, basis of where our culture blossomed, which was through religion and religious morality. They can't stand it. Even someone as secular as Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was not a religious Okay, I think he may have been, but he's very secular. But he even said that the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence were based in um, Judeo-Christian religion. Okay, for some reason these people respect the indigenous peoples who used to rip hearts out of bodies and sacrifice people and eat them. And I mean, those should be respected, but Western civilization that invented the internet, flight, and cars. We don't respect that. We need, we need to go back to our embrace. This is the tough of what our country, start, what, what our country was built on.
What is that? Religious morality. Patriotism. Understanding our history. Understanding the concept of the con- concepts and the ideologies of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. Embrace patriotic traditions. Do you notice we can't have the 4th of July without someone pissing on it? Do you, you realize we can't have Thanksgiving or Christmas without somebody pissing on it? If you don't believe it, don't worry. Guess what's coming soon? Thanksgiving. I guarantee you the Washington Post or the New York Times will have something that I'll read to you about how they're pissing on Thanksgiving, they're pissing on Christmas, and next year, uh, or Memorial Day, or not Memorial Day, but uh, Veterans Day, I think, is coming up. They'll piss on that one, too. They always do. The value of the nuclear family. I bet you all of these people that I talked about, they're missing a parent in the home. That means something. Matter of fact, I think that's why most men commit crimes. They just, they, there's a sense of hopelessness, a sense of despair. We need to bring back responsibility and hard work. Those things by themselves, responsibility and hard work, are defined by critical race theory as white supremacist. We need to bring back integrity and honor. I have always believed the army, the military, should be something you're required to do. Because that brings that integrity and honor. We need to embrace reason over feelings. How you... uh, What does it Ben Shapiro says? Facts, facts don't care about your feelings. And that's true. I mean, reason says a man can't be a woman. Why can't we say that? Because you feel like it? Your feelings do not change reality. Your feelings are not reality. This started, this, this, this started, and I, I remember this when I was at work, um, in a heavily female business, my last job, HR would take us perception, perception is reality. This is something they've been talking about for about 15, 20 years. Perception is not reality. Your feelings do not make reality. Because I glance over at you, that's not sexual harassment. I just looked at you. And that's the problem. It's embraced in our businesses. I'll never forget this. Perception is perception is reality. I even I even raised my hand. I said, how's perception reality? I could sit back and make something up about everybody. And finally, respecting and celebrating life. Life is a beautiful thing. You notice how conservatives are a lot happier than a lot of lefties. Lefties are very miserable. Even moderate Democrats, they, they've got a lot of, um, they're, they're happy. They, they, they get it. They just, we don't necessarily agree, but we can have discussions. It's like Bill Clinton type Democrats. They were never negative. Yeah, he, I didn't believe in 99% of what Bill Clinton did, but he was never that negative a guy. He was always a happy guy because he's a moderate. But lefties, they're so miserable all the time, and they've always got to just destroy, and we got to destroy, and blah, blah, and they never, have a, uh, they never have a plan on what to do after. This whole green energy thing is that, but they're just so miserable. You know why? We celebrate life. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to wake up in the morning and go for a walk. 
I'm excited to go to the gym later today. I'm excited to see Josie later today. I'm excited that the football game is on tonight. I look forward to things. Lefties don't. They're just miserable all the time. They hate everything they see. They hate everything that makes up this country. I love this country. I love watching um, the beautiful uh, singing of the national anthem because of the 9-11 celebration. I don't even think we have enough of that. People are miserable. Now, here's the problem with that kind of culture shift that you have to make. It's the institutions. The institutions are so embedded into this this left-wing wokeism crap that those institutions, something's going to have to happen. Either those institu- institutions, I mean, you got the school systems that are, are putting out critical race theory and um, critical race theory and critical gender theory and gender affirming care. And they're pushing that and they're trying to hide from the parents and they want the parents to have nothing to do with it. Well, you know what? You know what's happening? We need to tear apart school system. And you know, it's happening. 20% of students are leaving public schools. And this happened, especially after the pandemic, the pandemic killed public schools. They're leaving and they are being homeschooled or they're going to private schools. There are now companies, there are you see it on television, companies that are saying, "We will homeschool your kids. We will lead you through the education process. You pay us, we will sit there and help you get your school educated." You've got communities that are creating parental groups to homeschool not just a kid, but groups of kids. So the kids get everything from the homeschooling. And the states are certifying this stuff. Now, states like California, states like New York, yeah, they're going to want to get rid of that. And they're already, the union's already pushing that. But that's an example of you need to attack the institution. You've got the companies, businesses, that are, especially corporations, that are using this ESG crap, environmental, uh, environmental, social, and governance is what ESG stands for. And they're forcing wokeism on everybody. Guess what's happening? People aren't buying it. Disney has taken a 20% hit because they went so woke that everyone just stops subscribing. Netflix is really having problems. They're actually removing shows because they're so woke. People are tired of them and they're losing tons. I think they lost a million, two million subscribers. I mean, I don't subscribe to Netflix. I don't subscribe to Disney. I got rid of them. I was like, I'm done. I love Star Wars. I would love to watch it, but they've gone so woke. I don't even want to watch it anymore. These institutions either are going to have to be killed, be destroyed and rebuilt, or these institutions, they're going to have to learn, go woke, go broke. Disney's learning it. Netflix is learning it. A lot of these companies are learning it. And then, of course, create alternate create alternate institutions. Like I said, you, can, you don't like, I, I don't like Schick or whoever sitting there and ripping men. Uh, because we're all patriarchal and stuff, which they did last year. 
Well, then I'm not going to buy a shick. I'll go get some other type of razor. Stop. We need to stop actually buying their products. And then finally, one of the things with crime, we just have to understand that some people are just bad. I hate to say it, there are just... All four guys that I was talking about, they all had a career, they were all career criminals. They had all committed felonies in the past. These people were all sociopathic. They're just bad people. And there is absolutely no way to to uh, no way to get them better, to rehabilitate these people. They are never going to be part of society. And we should just kill them or throw them in jail and throw away the key. All right. I know this was a long one, but I was just so pumped. I just, I went to town yesterday on this whole thing. As a matter of fact, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, what I wrote is a lot more than what I said. So uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.